0: You're listening to the Hey Legal Podcast CPD, when you want, where you want
1: CPD from
0: Modern Lawyers
1: This free Hey Legal Podcast is brought to you with the support of Caseload from De Novo Business Intelligence
0: Hi and welcome back to the Hey Legal Podcast Coming up this week, Ali Thompson is in discussion with Sam Moore, Scotland's first accredited legal technologist Sam covers
1: a few aspects of taking evidence into court on digital devices. Well, where we are just now is a, a fairly slow but unstoppable march towards digital, which I think is absolutely the way to go. The parties are required to use e-bundles.
0: He also covers the practicality
1: of a digital-based court system and how firms can work towards it. So what should be happening is that practitioners should be sharing notes on how to most efficiently get their e-bundles into the right order and then we all benefits do every single step up to that point digitally so you could still create your bundle as a digital file and then at the very last minute you could print it. Sam
0: also shares some thoughts on where he thinks the future lies for technology within the legal sector.
1: I don't know which year of trainees will never know the pain <laughs> of taking hard copies to the court session or our sheriff court but it is coming.
0: A lot coming up as usual but first we let Sam explain exactly what happened with Bundlegate.
1: So bundle gates that was a stressful thing to watch for anybody who's ever been in, in a court. So uh, bundle is the, the lawyer word, of course, uh, for like a pile of documents that's provided to a court to kind of support an argument you're making. And what had happened in the Supreme Court is that multiple copies of the bundle were required. So uh, each side had a few copies. The court, all 11 uh, judges had their own copies. The clerks had copies. And only in the live proceedings did it become apparent that the copies weren't the same. There were some (laughs) mistakes and some inconsistencies in page numbering. So what should happen, of course, is that everybody's bundle is completely identical. So if I'm telling you to turn to page 47 of the bundle, we're all going to the same page. Yes, Uh, That's not what happened. Uh, At this time, no one's explained (laughs) how that happened. I'm not sure they will. And I have to say the the practitioners in court that day took it in their strides in a way that I'm not sure I would have. I've been in the court session before, and my bundle wasn't right. This is against us a decade ago, and it was one of the worst days of my life. <laughs> um, so, bundlegate, as it's now been called, was a lot of professionals, including myself, you know, tweeting and watching and sort of car crash. Can't look away, but that is the <laughs> worst thing that can happen to a lot of a lot of practicing lawyers, um, especially live on TV as well. With the, how many hundred yes. thousand people were watching? The biggest day of Supreme Court traffic. Ever. And we're all talking about an admin mistake. <laughs> um, I think it's fair, though. It does show that the amount of admin that's necessary for a lot of court processes is extremely high. Um, I mean, a lot of the preparation work going into the cases would normally take days or weeks. And in this case, they a very, very short timescale to turn around yeah. an incredibly large amount of paper. Yeah. And in many cases, it is still paper. Having said that, the Supreme Court does have a, an e-portal you can upload things into, so it's not entirely paper-based. Um, albeit I think some parties still prefer a good old-fashioned pile of paper to to
0: read through. So essentially what's happening is data has been taken into the court environment. Mm -hmm. It's currently been taken in there, by and large, um, in the form of paper and was for these hearings in recent days. But court practitioners of all types, solicitors, solicitor advocates, advocates, Again, we'll all dream of a nirvana where that perhaps doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Sheriffs, judges, similarly, tribunal chair people. Um, so where are we at in relation to that? And do you have any practical insight into how people can make that
1: better? Well, where we are just now is a, a fairly slow but uh, you know, unstoppable march towards digital, which I think is absolutely the way to go. So there are, uh, for example, commercial actions in the court of session. Most of the time, unless there's a reason not to, the parties are required to use e-bundles. So you're required to create essentially large PDFs of what your bundle is. And then when you share that with the courts and with the the opposition, everybody has the exact same thing. And you can be very, very confident of that. Um, That's all well and good. But the actual practicalities of making that giant PDF, they will vary firm to firm. Um, we've At the firm, we've invested quite a lot of time and energy into making sure the process is as easy as possible. And we're using a very visual drag and drop kind of system to help our few owners get all the bits of their bundle in the right place and then have it pop out the end as one nice um, indexed PDF. And that has worked very well. The one thing I'm disappointed by is that a lot of firms are not talking about how they're achieving this. I mean, the fact is, an admin process should not be a competitive advantage. Mm -hmm. So it's it's incumbent on both parties in a dispute to get their admin in order. And We have seen one case, at least I know of only one so far, where somebody attempted to have a case thrown out because the bundle was so atrocious. And at first instance, the case was thrown out, but then being recalled to the inner house, uh, the court's view was, no, this is an admin process. You can't win or lose a case based on an admin process, bring it back in and you've got more time to sort it out. So what should be happening is that practitioners should be sharing notes on how to most efficiently get their e-bundles into the right order and then we all benefit. But so far, not really seeing that happen. Right. And
0: so that's perhaps how firms are approaching this and obviously how the courts are receiving um, this information and that's clearly going to to improve. The courts are going to demand that more Mm -hmm. and we will come to a point where paper is by and large eradicated from the process for an advocate or a solicitor going to court currently with a paper file retrieving it from a filing cabinet Mm -hmm. walking over to the sheriff court or going into the high court what what practical steps can they take to try to make that a more digital experience
1: Mm -hmm. Well, there are occasions when even our own team do still have to take a paper copy to court. That does still happen, and there's various good reasons why that can be the case. One of the things that you can do is do every single step up to that point digitally so you could still create your bundle as a digital file, and then at the very last minute, you could print it, which is what we do if we're required to take a hard copy. Um, There are still challenges, so we do still have cases that come along where the sheer volume of data is just incredibly large and for whatever reason you may still have to do masses and masses of lever arch folders. Um, The best advice to give in that situation is not even a tech advice. It's just, it's organizational. It's being on top of the admin of what you need to do here. And uh, I mean, there are products available that will make that a bit smoother. That can help you automatically collate documents. Um, I've even seen one quite recently, which I was looking at, which allows you to print directly onto dividing uh, dividers that go into your folders for dividing up tabs because there is a limit to how high your tabs can go. I think 1 to 200 is the kind of largest you can buy off the shelf. You, okay. can, you can special order, much, much larger dividers, as I've discovered recently. Okay. Um, but you can also get software and uh, printer tray inserts that allow you to print onto blank ones. Yep. So that may be massively helpful if you've got enormous numbers of, uh, of, of documents to worry about. You can also come across software that will split PDFs up into volumes. That's really helpful too. Okay. So we've had extremely large cases that have been split into three or four different volumes. Uh, They still exist as one enormous PDF inside our systems, but will then be split into volumes with automatic page numbering to label label the volumes as well. So there are things that you can do to help if you are still, unfortunately, having to log a hard copy to the courts.
0: Yeah.
1: And then after... Use of
0: an iPad Pro just to act? Is
1: that type of? I think device? we're heading that way. Yep. The, the, the Supreme Court does have, I think it is iPads they use, them. maybe I'm you know, wrong about that. Uh, but they do have touch devices, certainly, and mm-hmm. they have used them. They didn't use them uh, largely in uh, in the Supreme Court case on prorogation. Um, but yeah, the technology is coming into the system. The Scottish Courts and Tribunal Service have an innovation officer, and, and she's working on, on that amongst many other modernization approaches. So I think we will eventually get to the stage where ideally all the documentation is being accessed via touch device and there is no paper anymore um, I, d- I don't know which year of trainees will never know the pain <laughs> of taking hard copies to the court of session or <laughs> our sheriff courts, but it is coming. Well potentially lucky them if it all,
0: obviously if technology works They won't know they're born <laughs> <laughs> Thank you
1: Thank you for listening to this Hey Legal podcast We hope you enjoyed it To hear the full CPD qualifying content please visit haylegal.co.uk to subscribe and join our community. Or you could ask your law firm to contact us for a firm-wide subscription. Learn more, be more, with Haylegal.